Welcome to Conversations with H. Um, I have one of my, uh, she's number one. She's one of very few worship leaders that I know every single time that they sing, they bring heaven down. Almost a million streams on Spotify. She's a DJ on her days off. Fashionista, my sister in Miss Becca Fox. How are you? I'm good, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm fantastic. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, you know. I feel like just oozing with the joy of the I'm, in, Lord. I'm enlightened today. Mm -hmm. Things have enlightened me that I didn't know before. Yes. And we um, we praise God. We bless His name for for such information that's just found itself hey. towards me via a source which I know is very reliable. Very reliable. <laughs> Very. So Becca, for those who don't know who you are, mm -hmm. who is Becca Folks? Becca Folks is a singer-songwriter mm. from London, mm. 24 years old. Jeez. Um, a lover of Christ, um, flying the flag wherever I go, Regular. just declaring his name. Mm. Um, I am a lover of fashion, mm. a... Um, clothing line owner, like was Grace, uh, business owner, and yeah, I just love Jesus. I'm a Jesus kid, you know. Mm. Funniest church story. <laughs> Funniest church story. I can't mention names in it. I won't. I know. I won't. I won't. I won't. <laughs> so it was testimony service. Okay. One Sunday evening. Those are the best. And um, a middle-aged saint, she came, stood up to give her testimony. And in said testimony, she basically told a story of a tattoo shop mm. that was built down the road, like, of her house where she lives. And next door was a, like, palm reading shop. Okay. And she began to say how every time she walked past, she would plead the blood of Jesus. Cut a very long testimony short at the end. She said, saints, imagine this with a thick Jamaican accent. Mm. Saints, I have to give God thanks because within no time, both of the shops burned down and they were out of business. And for that, I give God the glory. <laughs> so we were all laughing because we're like, mm, they were victims of an arson attack. How, how can we give thanks? How? How can we thank God for that? Somebody put all their money into that business. Oh, gosh. So we can't now say thank you, Jesus. So it's safe to say that the young people were conflicted that day and um, we, were just, we just kind of didn't know how to act. So uh, that's one of too many stories, but that's, that's a funny story. What's your favourite scripture? That's hard. That's very, very, very hard. Um, we'll come back to that. Oh, no. Oh, we'll go to it now.
Psalms 86, mm. I believe it's 11. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, teach me your ways, O Lord, and I will walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. Mm. And one thing I've really been asking God for is for him to really um, download a, a deep fear for him, a deep reverence for mm. who he is. Um, because I haven't always feared God. Like I've been scared of like the rapture and stuff, but mm. feared God in terms of living holy and reverencing him on a day-to-day basis, no. So that's definitely been, um, yeah, it's been one of my favorite scriptures. So how long have you been saved? No, how long have you been a Christian? And why did you become a Christian? Uh, I've been in church all my life, got baptized at 13. Mm. But I say I became a Christian as in I wasn't worshipping God as mummy and daddy's God, Mm. but my father. Probably, to be honest, like I was Becca Folks at that time. Mm. Um, I'd probably say like 21, Mm. 2021, where I seriously was like, okay, okay. Yeah, I've, I've really got to buckle down and, and take this thing seriously. Um, how I became a Christian, I was in church all my life. So going to church on Sundays mm. <laughs> wasn't an option for the most part, amen. Um, and as a pastor's kid, definitely not an option. But um, you get to an age where you can choose whether or not you, you want to stay or whether you want to do your own thing. So um I stayed because, you know, I fell in love with Jesus for myself. Mm. And um, I love being around the saints. I love being at church. So, um, yeah, that's what I chose. When was the first time you struggled (laughs) with being a Christian? In my teens. Okay. When I uh, began to really hate God. Really? really dislike God because, you know, I speak about it all the time, mm. you know, my testimony going through childhood molestation. Mm. Um, and so it was in my teens that I was really realising, like, I didn't do anything for this to happen. Like, mm. I didn't deserve it, did it? And so the more I questioned it, not understanding it, is the more I began to really have a disdain for God. Mm. And I was just like, why would you let this happen? Mm. Like, I've been in church all my life. I sing, I do whatever, like, why would you allow this to happen? So I think it's in my teens when it really hit me, what I went through, Mm. um, that I had a really hard time. How did you overcome that? How, because that is not a story that I've not heard from other Mm -hmm. male and female gone through the same thing. Mm -hmm. And then they go go to church and then they resent God Mm -hmm. because it's just like, God, you allowed this to happen, yeah. so it feels like yeah. you left me, mm-hmm. which is what I tend to hear a lot. So how did you overcome that? I think the start of my healing process was when I told my family. Mm. Um, for different people, it, it comes about in different ways. So for some people, it's when they you know go to the courts and get their justice that way, they prosecute. For some people, it's counselling. For some people, it's um, counsel at church. For some people, mm. it's just coming out to their friends and family. Um, And so for me, it was the latter. Mm. I was 21. It stopped when I was 11. Mm. And I told my parents when I was 21. Um, So I think that was the start of me being like... Restore. Yeah. 
So that's when my journey began. Mm -hmm. So since being a Christian, mm -hmm. this might link, I don't know. Who is, who is the hardest person to forgive and why? I think definitely the, the man who molested me. Mm. Um, because, I mean, my brother and I went to the same childminder. Um, it was my childminder's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, son. And we went to the same childminder. But the way it worked in my house was when you start year seven, you get a key, you can start going home. Mm. So because my brother is five years older than me, as soon as I turned seven, he was gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because he was in secondary yeah, school by then. And so that's when it just went through the roof. It was already happening, but that's when, you know, it just intensified. Um, and so the more I thought about it, I was just like, man, yeah, this, this one's going to be tough. Mm. But I realised that, would I ever really be free if I didn't forgive? Mm. So it's, a, it's definitely a you thing. And the moment you get that revelation is the moment you're willing to forgive. Mm. You know, everyone, you're just like, I forgive you, I forgive you, I forgive you, I forgive you. So that's the way my journey kind of looked when mm. I realised that I have to forgive him in order to move on properly. So what advice would you give to someone who's been through a similar traumatic experience? What advice would you give to them mm. trying to overcome it? I think my number one advice is not everyone's going to be called to advocate yeah. for it or start a charity or a ministry for people who have been through it. Like, I get that. Mm. But I am a firm believer that you need to speak about it. Mm. You have to go to someone and talk about it. And I understand people's qualm with that because I've been extremely blessed on my journey that as soon as I told my parents, my brother, my family, my friends, I was never questioned. Got you. No one was like, mm. You know, everyone was like, well, you know, we're here for you. Mm. Any help you need. So I had that. I still know to this day young people that come to me, adults that come to me and say they were never believed mm. or they were questioned, they were ridiculed for even saying something. So I understand the stigma mm. and the fear that's attached with that suggestion. Yeah. But I still suggest that people talk, even if it's not your family, it's a counsellor. Mm. You've got to purge yourself of that thing because talking about it, doesn't just erase your memory. Like, unless you have short-term memory loss or long-term memory loss. It doesn't erase your memory, but what it does is eradicate the power mm. or the feelings that are attached to that memory. It yeah. frees you of that bondage. Mm -hmm. So you're not a prisoner in your own mind to the memory. So that's my biggest piece of advice, really. Okay. Yeah. That's good, that is. So we go from Becca Folks becoming a Christian, going through what you've gone through, to mm -hmm. then Becca Folks the worship leader. Mm -hmm. How did you know that was something you were called to do? Mm, I mean, it was a tough journey because I had been singing all my life. But then when I got to secondary school, when I was trying to do up bad girl, <laughs> when I was trying to do up bad girl, nobody really knew I could sing at first until I did a talent show in school. What did you sing? A song called Red by Daniel Merriweather. Big tune. I'm all right. Big tune. I said big tune. Yeah. Big tune. And they were just like, that's low, that's, that's. 
When, yeah. you, when you got the register, you got the register, you know, you're the best. I'm, no, it was low. It was, <laughs> it was down in the rafters. But you can riff your way yeah, out yeah, and yeah, just yeah. switch and octaves and... You know I ain't gonna get me. You know. I don't know. You, you, do. Try, you try You know. You know. Um, <laughs> and they were just, you know, Gassing. typical teachers. Oh my gosh, she's an X Factor. Singing the choir. Like, yeah, she's an X Factor. She's got talent. You know, all that stuff. And, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that they saw enough talent to even, you know, say, yeah, you should yeah. try that. Um, but yeah, I've been singing all my life. And I, all I knew is when I left school, I wasn't singing. I was either going to go into sports or mm. drama, like theatre and you're stuff, on the acting. Team. Yeah, I was <laughs> You already know how it goes, don't mm. um, So it was when I turned 18 and I got accepted into university. I didn't want to go, by the way, but that's another discussion. Mm. And um, my friend prophesied over my life and said, you're not going to finish uni because ministry is just going to... Take off. I was like, well, that's rubbish because I don't even want to sing, fam. So there's that. That makes sense. Lo and behold, I didn't finish uni. And mm. um, the first time I did, I switched. Switch I switched unis, yeah. and but in between, before starting the new one, I took a gap year. Okay. So the only reason I left the first one is because the course wasn't what, what I thought it would be. But the second one, where I was in it, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna finish. I'm going to do this. I was enjoying my time. I was learning <sighs> ministry. And it was one of those things where I had to pick ministry or uni. And I picked ministry, mm. you know. And I'm going back to study soon. Cheers! Just Get a bit of a pop up. <laughs> I'm going to back to study soon. But um, yeah, that's just what I, the decision I had to make mm. regarding like moving forward in my life. So yeah. Yeah. So to this point, I love it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see how I was ever like not in love with it. I love me. Mu- I've always loved music, but singing, I love singing. I love singing. I love the joy of the songwriting process, the production process. Mm. I'm not a fan of recording because you've got to track vocals, do the same thing. Over. <laughs> but um, I enjoy it. I love it. And I... I just really don't see how I ever was in a position doubting, you know, whether or not I wanted to do this. So that's how we're here now. Now. (laughs) You are single, correct? Yes, I am. (laughs) Why? What is the biggest struggle with being young Christian? Becca folks and single. Because you're all for you're all for those things. You're Becca <clears> folks. <throat> you're, you're Christian and you sing. I'm gonna get him. <laughs> right. Yeah. This one. I'm gonna get him. Um, uh, I think the toughest is the pressure to be married. Oh, because you think did, that you, more you than put this anything. on a post recently. Yeah, I, I literally mm. recently. Um I put it on Instagram, like, I had to resolve in myself that, do I want to get married? Yeah. Do I want to be a mum? Yeah. Mm. In the context of marriage, of course. Yeah. Of course, I'd be lying if I said I didn't. But I had to resolve in myself that, God, if I get married, I will serve you. If I don't get married, 
I'm going to serve you, you know, and I'm going to be content in whatever card you deal me. Mm. And that's just that. So I'm single. Will I get married? I don't know. Do I want to get married? Yes. But fam, I'm waiting on God because, I mean, there's been times where I thought this one was the one. So I'd have a ring, fam. <laughs> <laughs> but here we are. Yeah, me and, and I'm not mad about that. That's mm. just the journey life will take you on. Like, mm. I'm not mad about that. I don't resent not being married or, you know, whatever, because you learn, yeah, you yeah, grow. Yeah, yeah. So in due time, if it's God's will, fam, in due time, fam, I've got things to do. It's real talk. Trying to establish a couple of things before. Uh, businesses, secure the land. Secure the bag. And the land. The land. The guala, everything. This is it. Trying to secure it. For me, for my parents, for my bro. So, you know, hey, if someone comes along and changes the last name, then hey. So how do you sift through all these, like, I can imagine you get some dry-headed brothers coming <laughs> into <your> <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine you get some dry-headed brothers who come into, Yo. you, who come into your DMs like, <laughs> I saw you ministering <laughs> at this event, you know. Hmm. Mm, not as often as people think, you know. Really? Not like on approach, they're like, not yeah. Not on a, let's have Bible study. Da, 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 da. Whoa. 12, 12 midnight. No, that will get left at sea. <laughs> <laughs> no reply. Um, you find that people's motives are kind of made clear yeah, very see, quickly. You can see it. So, like, when a guy is your dog, like, you can, fam, perfect example, this one here. Like, there weren't no ulterior motives. He came and he was bro from the start. Broski. And I was like, that's my guy. Because you knew. You could tell. I can see. But then there's dry-headed brothers. But then there's a few. Dry-headed brothers. Then there's a few. <laughs> <laughs> I am not going to insult Dave, fam. It's him saying it. There are the few that, over time, it just shows. And you're just like, you have to throw in a few more bros mm. or mates in there. Thanks, friend. Thanks, so broski. Thanks, bro, bro. Hey, bro. So How you know. doing, bro? Yeah, because I, me, some girls like it, mm. but the attention thing really creeps me out sometimes. So I'm just like, thank you. Just a little bit like. But hey, kudos if, if you like that. Me. OK. Let's move past that, mm -hmm. obviously. We're waiting on God, mm -hmm. you know. Because I was <laughs> going to ask another question, but I thought... Mm. I, I, as I said, I'm an open book to ask. Uh, do you feel like you've met the guy that you're meant to be with? <laughs> shall I skip, shall I just move on? So, okay. You know, no, you know what? I think I already know him. Really? I have a feeling that it's someone I have like, already... <laughs> you see like when I this goes out, yeah? With. You see when this goes out? That's fine. Man, I'm be like, it's not me. I don't know that guy. So, man, I'm be like, as I said, I feel like you don't know. I don't know. Okay. But I feel like I already know the person, not yeah. who it is. But I feel like I already have rapport with him. So we'll see what God is saying. Um, Car. Well, now my husband could be from Australia or Finland. Hey, you don't know. Finland. Finland. Yeah. Don't know. I'm just submitted to what God wants to do. Amen, amen, amen. New language in that. Yeah. Praise God. So let's <laughs> talk about Becca, the gospel 
artist. Mm -hmm. How did you find that transition from like being a worship leader to being a gospel artist? It was weird. Really? Yeah, it was weird because I had no prior experience. Mm. Before I met my first manager, Adrian Moore, I hadn't, I didn't know what my sound was. I didn't know what my vibe was. And I'm super grateful for him because he helped me find that and kind of distinguish that on, on the journey we had together as manager and artist. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was weird, the whole recording stuff. Like, I'd never been in a studio like that before. So it was weird. It really was. Yeah. Like, I'm not even going to lie about that. But um, I learned quickly. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. before long, I was in the full swing of things. Okay. Yeah. So now... The gospel industry in the UK, it isn't as big as the one in the US. Mm -hmm. So you could have a track come out in the US that could, mm -hmm. same track could come out in the UK. Mm. Does that affect how you do the whole gospel artist thing? Mm -hmm. Because you know, not that you know, but there's, you're not guaranteed to have that. Mm -hmm. Does that affect you? Does that put any doubt in your mind? And how mm. do you deal with that? Talk the truth. Talk so, the truth. I feel like, could we get more support from the UK? Absolutely. Mm. Just in terms of streams, purchases, the reposting of our stuff, even that makes the difference. Mm. Just the repost, because there's a lot of followers you have that I don't. And so they can see that, be like, oh, who's that? And then before you know it, do you know what I mean? But do I feel as if all of us are marketing ourselves right? No. I still feel that there's room for artist development with, you know. What would you say is the most important improvement that needs to make generally? I think for the consumer, so the market we're trying to kind of thrive in, mm. we just need the support. Mm -hmm. Like... There's no formula, there's no trick. We need your support, simply put. And for the artist uh, who's releasing the material, we need to have excellence. We have to uphold the standard, not just in the music, the mix, the mastering, but even the branding, like the image, you know? Like, it, it's cool, but is it memorable? Mm. Will we remember, like, yeah. When you're gone, will we be like, yeah, she was da-da-da, he was da-da-da. And it's a rep representation mm. of what are you representing? Exactly. And I feel like if you're coming into this trying to be a UK version of something, you've already failed. Mm. And you need to go back to the drawing board and see what your real intentions are. Mm. But if you're coming in this because you believe God is giving you a sound and you've been commissioned mm. to, to go forward and, and do what God's called you to do, mm. I... Do it, but do it well. Mm -hmm. Enough of the so-so. Like, if we're going to do this, let's do this. Enough of no the more poppy show stuff. Uh, none of, it's enough of the rubbish. Enough. Enough of the rubbish. There's, in, there's more than enough talent in the UK, I feel, anyway. Definitely. But it's whether the strive and the drive is there mm. to want to wanna produce something that's excellent. Mm. But then what happens with the consumer is that they get impatient. Mm. So it's like, oh, you haven't released nothing in mm. two months. Yeah. It's been two months. Two months, yeah. But so in terms of doubt though, have you ever had doubt in terms of doing the gospel artist side? Mm. 
like should like it's not reaping the rewards that I hoped it would. Oh, of of, of course, you know the market here, the gospel market in the UK, in terms of just like percentage and how visible it is. Mm. Mm. It's nothing compared to the US, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. and we have to remember that that's the found they're the founding fathers in this. You know, we were listening to their stuff long before we were doing our own stuff over here. Mm. So um, sometimes it's like, I oh, get a little side thing, you know, all that kind of stuff, which I recommend anyway. Mm. Um, but I'm more confident now because I know that when you've been called to something, there's mm. no way you could fail in it. Mm. As long as you're putting your best foot forward, there's no way. So I don't feel like that anymore. I haven't felt like that in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm very sure that I will see this thing through and um, there will be a, 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 a very visible uh, stability that will come from it, mm-hmm. um, like from rights and then, you know, Royalties. residuals, all mm. them kind of things. Yeah, so, and I plan on like writing for other people as well, eventually in my journey. So all of that stuff helps, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. So I don't feel doubt, I don't feel fear. I don't question whether or not I'm supposed to stay in gospel or go secular. Mm-hmm. I'm staying in gospel. That's just that. So what advice would 24 year old Becca give young, short hair, just dying out, <laughs> Becca folks and why? Worship leader, just about to be a gospel eyes. What advice would 24-year-old Becca give her? Don't feel some type of way when you're not meeting the mold mm. other people have set for you. Mm. So when I first started out, all I would hear is, oh my gosh, you sound like a young Kiara Sheen. You sound like a young, um, sometimes I even got like little Mo, you know, but for the most part, I know, for the most part, I got Kiara Sheen and yeah. I was like, I can't run like that. I can't riff like that. I don't have range like that. I don't have... It's the jeans. Fuck, yeah, I, I don't have that. So I would literally get discouraged mm. just because of the pressure of that. Expectation. Yeah. So um, I would say to her, cool laugh. Just be you, baby girl. Do your thing, fam. It's coming. Do your thing, fam. Do your thing. So we talked about this at the beginning. Um in terms of what you went through at the start of, well, the early years. Mm -hmm. But then you've also got a seven day devotional, Mm -hmm. a new version, the Bible app. Not everyone gets that, you know. (laughs) It's a big thing, you know. So how did that, because it's about overcoming abuse. Mm -hmm. How did that come about? How did you get that opportunity? Um, I remember speaking to you about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, don't say too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, I remember that conversation. That is hilarious. Um, at the time, I was working with the amazing uh, Tash Ferguson from To Be Real. Mm. And um, at the time, it was is when I was kind of finding my voice, mm-hmm. like, and my lane, my niche regarding just. Um, being an advocate for people with similar stories as me. And she was just like, I'm going to get you a version devotional. I said, all right. (laughs) I mean, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But in my head, I was like, girl, Mm. within no time, she was like, yeah, 
get the drafts into me, da, 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 da. we'll edit it and then we'll send it through for them to put up. And like, she was on it, on it like that. And so that's how it came about. Uh, she definitely opened the doors for me in that regard. And um, it's been a blessing to people ever since. So mm. she definitely pushed me though, Carl. I wasn't on it. Really? Nah. This writing stuff, I was like, yeah, mm, yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm grateful that she pushed me <laughs> to, to do it. Okay, mm -hmm. that's good. So, do you, this is more like a generic question because you're an advocate for it. Do you think in the church, uh, we do enough to support those who are victims of different types of abuse? I feel like it's a general no. Yeah. Across the board, if we just put everything under one umbrella, no. Mm. I think we can do more, mm -hmm. but I think we need to educate our leaders because a lot of leaders don't know or they've been through it themselves and because they've been able to push past or move on, mm. they don't get why others can't. Mm. And um, I feel like people, there should be room for counselling in the house, mm. like certified qualified, educated Christian counsellors who are housed in the church and can provide services for those in the church. Yeah. And even those outside if they wanted to come in as well. But um, we need counselling that deals with the psyche, the mind, but from a Christian uh, perspective, from the word, you mm. know, too. So I feel like there's definitely room for churches to do more. Mm. Um, how, I don't know, because it's dependent on the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how far they are or how much value they place on that kind of stuff. But mm. can we do more? Yeah. Sure. Okay. So there's a lot of people that look up to you for various different reasons mm -hmm. and they're on their Christian walk, on their Christian journey. What encouragement, what one piece of encouragement would you give to them? Hmm. Don't condemn yourself if you feel like your journey isn't moving the way it should mm. or doesn't look the way it should. We often feel like it should just be like that mm. if we were to put our Christian walk on paper. But in fact, it's always going to be like this yeah, jagged mom's. edge. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get married kind of jagged edge, yeah? <laughs> it's going to be yeah, true. up and down because yeah. we battle our carnal nature, mm. as well as trying to stay consistent spiritually. Mm -hmm. We battle emotions, we battle, we battle desires, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so it's going to be up and down, but I, I would beg people not to condemn themselves if they feel like it's not a perfect, smooth journey. Mm. It will never be. So just continue to walk with God, figure it out, have good friends around you, mm. good counsel around you, and just keep growing. Don't ever stop moving. Don't ever stop moving. What's the plan to 2020? <laughs> what are you laughing, Becca? Uh, new music, mm. definitely. New mm. music. Mm -hmm. um, fingers crossed, uh, launching some stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Some stuff. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a good year. Yeah. Mm. So, Becca, folks. Look out for that, people. Mm. Look out for new, that. New stuff. New stuff. Brand new. I'm not going to say it too much. Never year, done before. You'll see it soon. Mm. Never done before. Hey. Never done. We're trying before. to secure the land. Secure. Never done before. We're trying to secure the land by God's grace. Never done before.
I'll just let you know. <laughs> Last one. Oh. What encouragement would you give to yourself with where you're at now in life? Mm, that's a very, very good question. Thank you. Um, cool off. Stop stressing. Like, cool off. And if your mind is just going crazy with what needs to be done, deadlines that you want to meet, ask people for help. Mm. Stop trying to man this thing on your own. On your ones. Cool. Jack Jones. No man is an island. Do you get it? So... My advice to me right now is just breathe, cool up, take your time, ask for help. People are there for a reason, mm. to help you just as you help them. So, hashtag cool up. Hashtag cool up. Mm -hmm. Becca Volks, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It's been, it's been Conversations with H, with the amazing Becca Folks. I don't know why she's doing that. Because he's amazing too. Thank you. <laughs> See you later.